Welcome to the Circle 31 Podcast. I'm your host, Ayanna Robinson-Dixon, and this is The Love Series. My guest today is Tiffany Jo Baker. Tiffany is a certified life, relationship, and corporate communications coach who has been married for over 22 years. Now here is my conversation with Tiffany Jo Baker. Hello, my name is Tiffany Jo Baker. I am living in Frisco, Texas, and my husband and I have been married for over 22 years. Well, Tiffany, thank you for joining us today on the Circle 31 podcast. Thank you, Ayana. I'm really excited about this series, and I appreciate you having me on to share just a little bit about our journey and what we've learned. Thank you, Tiffany. Uh, My first question to you is, what are three little things that end marriages? Ooh, it's just such a rich question (laughs) because it's not in and of itself like the little things, but the little things that grow. So three things that my husband and I have found, we've been in marriage and family ministry really since we got married and uh, had the pleasure of learning over the years, right? When you're married, you learn and working with couples and these three things kept popping up. And then we also found these three things in literature um, by some well-known Christian therapists called Les and Leslie Parrott. But the three things are unconscious roles, unspoken rules, and unmet expectations. Mm, wow. So let me break that down just a little bit. Yeah. So these are the things that you don't realize you have until somebody violates it. Wow. An unconscious role. So we both come into this marriage, usually based on our family of origin, thinking I should do these things and he should do these things. Then when it doesn't line up with our mindset reality, it causes this issue. So that's unconscious roles. You know, think about it like who takes care of the yard work? Who's the breadwinner? Who does all the baby's diapers? Things like that that can cause issues on these roles you don't even realize are wired into your brain. The next one, unspoken rules. Very similar. It's those things that you think like you should do things this way, like load the dishwasher, right? It doesn't sound like a big issue, But when somebody's not lining up with what you think, it causes a division. Mm -hmm. And the biggest one of the three is unmet expectations. When your husband, your spouse, life, job, ministry doesn't line up like you thought it was going to, and then hurt, disappointment, anger, and division can result from it. Mm. Well, what can married couples do to protect their marriages from those three things that you mentioned? I think at the source, and we know this even looking at divorce statistics, is it all goes back down to healthy communication. You know, even when you look at divorce and the top stats are issues in money, it's usually if you dial that back, it's the communication and the expectations that go along with the issues with money. Mm. So to help with the communication, I kind of broke it down into an A, B, C. A is have an awareness of how you are, how you perceive life 
and filter it, how you bring in the communication, and then how do you present it? And there's some great profiles out there that talk about our centers of uh, communication and personality and influence. And so some of us are emotive, some of us are emotional, some of us are cognitive, we're thinkers, and that's how we perceive life. And some of us are action-oriented. So awareness of how you are and then how your spouse is, which brings in knowing the differences. So that's A. B is back. Go back to their heart. Mm. Okay. Your husband, your wife, they mess up, they bomb, Mm. right? And maybe they bomb over and over and over again. But if you can go back to their heart and know that they weren't malicious, they didn't mean most of the time. Now, sometimes there are malicious people. So I am talking about uh, the gr- bigger population of those who just mess up because maybe they don't have what they need mm-hmm. in the moment to respond well. Yeah. But go back to their heart. Did they mean to hurt you? Did they mean to mess up? Were they being malicious? And if you can can focus on the heart in the matter, then you're not coming across harsh. You're not coming across blaming. And then there's room to work. And then the C, choose your battles and fight fair. Everything doesn't have to be a battle. And choosing what matters most to deal with in each season is key. And then when you're going at it, fighting fair. Because let me just be honest, Ayana. I, early on in marriage, I could out talk my husband. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> I could outdig my husband. Mm. I could out just with my words, slice him in half. Mm. And, but that wasn't fighting fair. That was shutting him down. So I didn't have to deal with my stuff. Mm. Wow. So those are the the simple ABCs of healthy communication to help with those three little things that can end marriages. That's good, Tiffany. Awareness. B is for back and then choose your battles, fight fair. That's mm-hmm. that's awesome. What is the significance of identifying core values as a couple? Yeah, so core values are so important because this is what helps us get on the same page. So even though most of us marry somebody who's very different than us, mm-hmm. who's in a field that's different than us, who sees life different than us, these are our unifying factors. These are the things that you identify that matters most. And these are the things that that you focus on in a marriage because, you know, just being honest, like I have my life, he has his life, but we also have our life. Mm-hmm. And so these are the things that guide and guard our life. And then when we're in decision-making processes with, let's say, finances, which are a big, big deal, our core values are what is, allows us to make decisions mm-hmm. well and guides them or it's our guiding daily principles. That's good. And then how important is it to identify how to approach decision-making as a couple? How, how important is that? Well, I would say it's, it's up there. It's part of your healthy communication, right? Identifying how to make decisions and do not do this in the heat of the moment. 
<laughs> do not do this when you are like in the heat of having to make a big decision, but do this. I mean, ideally, right. This, these are things that we talk about in premarital, premarital, but that doesn't all always happen. So figuring out as we journey together, the gifts that we each bring to the decision-making process, mm-hmm. um, one of us is probably more a thinker, more cognitive, right? When we talked about the healthy con- communication, one of us probably sees things more analytically. One of us probably feels it and God speaks to each one of us differently. So allowing that in our decision-making process and focusing on the decisions that we make together and coming to agreement Mm. is so important. Wow. I was wondering if we could just segue into how Psalm 133 has had an impact on your marriage. Yeah. And this is at the heart of the agreement I just talked about in the decision and it's unity. So let me just quick read Psalms 133. This is in the ESV version. And it says, behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It's like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there, the Lord has commanded the blessing forevermore. So this passage sandwiches unity. And at the beginning, it says how amazing unity is when people live together in it. And at the end, it says, this is the place where the Lord commands a blessing. So in unity, I believe is a commanded blessing, Mm. because if you look throughout scripture, scripture is all about agreement. That's true. And when you look at divorce, divorce is all about division. Mm -hmm. And so at the foundation of marriage, successful relationships of any type is unity. That's why core values are important. It's focusing Mm -hmm. on what we agree on. Mm -hmm. And so unity in marriage is something worth fighting for. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Tiffany, what lessons have you learned about unity in your marriage? (laughs) How long we got, Ayana? Well, (laughs) um, you know, uh, okay. We, we had a big one early on and my husband has given me, we've talked about this one on the air before. So I'm, I'm able to share, this is one of his big blunders at the beginning of marriage, but we call it the speaker story. So 22 years ago, probably, um, we were newly married, newly graduated from college, moved across the country to Texas from up north, didn't know barely anybody, starting a a youth ministry together, barely making any money. And um, my husband was approached in the parking lot of big lots from a big white van to buy some three foot tall speakers. Mm. Now this whole thing unfolds and needless to say, he was sold on these speakers. They showed him a magazine. They gave him the spiel about how they were overstock and how they could give them to him at a great price. And this was pre cell phone days. This is how old I am. This is like (laughs) 
I think we were sharing one cell phone at the time. And so he couldn't easily just call me and be like, Hey, what do you think? They're speakers. It's a good deal. I think I can make money on them. And even mm-hmm. if you don't want to keep them, I think I can sell them and flip them. Well, it ended up, they got him said, well, how, cause he even said, he goes, I don't think I can buy these. My wife would be, my wife would be really mad if I got speakers right now. And they said, well, what could you spend on these speakers? Uh oh. Exactly. So they <laughs> ended up at agreeing at three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and so he bought these speakers and brought them home. And um, I back then did not cry very often. Mm-hmm. Now Jesus has done a work on me. I've gone through some some healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just cried, mm-hmm. and he knew someone had just hit the fan. Yeah, because I couldn't respond. I just cried. I I went outside and just sat and, but you know, and, and more went into it about how God actually redeemed those speakers, which is a really cool story. But the point of the story is that was this early on big deal that allowed us to get on the same page of our decision-making process when it came to spending money. Gotcha. It we it opened the door to be able to start start talking about what are our core values, mm-hmm. what matters most with our finances, what do we agree to spend on, and back then we would really talk about things maybe even twenty bucks and up. Yeah. Now as we've now as we know our core values, we know our goals, we know the what we're working towards, we're making more money. That's raised where we don't have to ask each other permission, but out of courtesy, courtesy we often do. And just mm-hmm. say, what do you think? But that was an early on story about how we got on the same page and learned unity in our finances. I wanted to circle back to the core values. Do you have any advice uh, for our listeners on creating core values with their spouse? How would they go about doing that? Yeah, you know, it's as simple as I would even just Google mm-hmm. core value exercise and and you'll find lists of core values. And so what they say is grab those lists of core values, have each one of you kind of circle your top 10, talk through them and see what, what overlaps, what combines. And that's when you can start that conversation because he might say something, you might say something, but at the heart of it might be a similar core value. And, you know, ideally, usually at first, maybe having coming up with three to five mm-hmm. for your family. Yeah. Um, and then often people th- from that experience will write up a, a mission statement, a family mission statement. That is awesome, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Can you share uh, three wisdom keys for our audience uh, concerning Christian marriage? Yes. Three wisdom keys. Okay. And this is really simple, y'all, because I'm a simple girl. The three keys for wisdom in Christian marriage are number one, know what you bring, know what you bring. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible talks about some are made to be hands. Some are made to be feet. You bring something unique to this marriage and it's amazing and it's needed. And it's part of why God put you together. You know, I, I was called the math of marriage. It's not half of a person coming with half a person making one whole person. In Christian marriage, it's one whole person coming with one whole person makes one whole unified team. Mm -hmm. It's almost like one times one. 
The mm-hmm. math of marriage in, in Christ is different. And then when you add Jesus to it, it's one times one times one is mm-hmm. still one. That's it. So know what you bring. The second one is know what your spouse brings. You know, it's so easy to, to get into the thing of marriage and get frustrated at the quirks, at the things that happen at the, even those three little things that happen. But at the end of the day, God put you together for a reason. And if you go back to when you first started dating, mm-hmm. there were things about them that you needed, that you loved. And I would probably bet that a lot of us are in the stage where those things that we love that was different have started to rub on us Mm, early on, on our premarital counseling, my pastor said, your initial attraction can become your biggest frustration. Oh, right. Mm. Because it's those differences that attract us, but they can start to rub if you don't continually see them as a gift. So know what you bring, know what they bring. And the third and most important one is know what Jesus brings. What? does Jesus bring Mm -hmm. the end all the be all the foundation the source of peace the source of forgiveness the source of love y'all we can't do marriage like I don't know how people without Jesus does marriage right and I have a great spouse and a great marriage and I don't even know so true but by the grace of God Mm -hmm. so those would be the three keys I would share Thank you for sharing those, Tiffany. So you are um, a life relationship and corporate communication coach. Mm-hmm. You're also a podcast host. So what's the name of your podcast and how can our listeners find you? Yeah, the name of my podcast is my full life and faith leaps podcast. And that's where I love to share about helping people experience more of God's power and find rest in your purpose and progress. So you can find me at all the, the, your favorite podcast apps. I also share the video on YouTube as well. Wonderful. And where can our listeners find you on social media? I am on uh, Facebook and Instagram. And you can find me at Tiffany Joe Baker. That's it. All the places. Tiffany Joe Baker. Tiffany Joe Baker. Did you have any uh, final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? I would just like to say, fight for your marriage. Mm. Fight for your marriage. It's worth it. We've had many, many best friends whose relationship has ended in divorce, and God is merciful, and God has God is good even in that messy situation even into remarriages but go back to their heart go back to why you were together go back to Jesus and knowing who he he is in your relationship and fight for it fight for your marriage definitely that's a good word to end on right there I just want to say thank you for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with us today on the Circle 31 podcast. Thank you so much for having me. That concludes today's episode of the Love Series. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired. Visit our website at circle31internationalwomensministry.org to sign up to receive podcast updates. And as a thank you for signing up, you will receive the 28-Day Love Series Devotional Guide. Check out our YouTube channel for the Love Series playlist. It's a collection of our guests' favorite songs.
You can find us on YouTube at Circle 31 Women's M-I-N. That's Circle 31 W-O-M-E-N-S-M-I-N. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Thank you for joining us today.